Welcome to Decision Point, a podcast about overcoming adversity in sales and the growth that we experience in the process. I'm Brad Siemens. Why don't you just go ahead and start walking us through your story? Okay. Um, I'm Karen Height. Um, I'm from Nicaragua and I own a digital marketing agency. We are with my husband. We are a franchise model, so that's a little bit different from most agencies out there. And we serve really the U.S., so like our, all of our franchisees are in the U.S. We have 25 locations right now um, in, in the United States, and but we all of our team is from Nicaragua. So it's a really cool thing where we're mixing uh, two cultures and creating a win-win situation for everybody. We're very focused on creating stability, not only for our teams, um, but mainly for this industry. I think we can do a lot of cool stuff for people and help them with their brand and help them with like getting their reach where they need to go and, and help this business owners get their message out there to the right people. Um, and, and I think we can create a lot of stability in the digital marketing space. So we're helping through the franchise model to help agency owners that are really wanting to like create that impact for businesses, but that are lacking some of the tools, the operational knowledge, um, the structure that they need to, to have in order to like grow and scale their business. Now, what did you guys do before you got into the marketing? Well, we actually, before we started Height, um, I was working actually simultaneously. It's kind of like one of those stories that that's, that's probably what we're going to talk today about the struggle. We, JC and I, we used to work at another agency. Um, he was very much in the service um, department and fulfillment. I was a sales operation manager at that time. Um, and it was an Inc. 5000 agency as well. We had a minority um, share in there. And it was one of those places where it was very much like Wolf of Wall Street. So <laughs> it was very, very interesting. Um, and, and before that, JC was in finance, banking. Um, and I, I was always in, in marketing in some ways. And, and then I went into sales operations. And then I continued to be more in operations. So you guys kind of hit an inflection point where you're like, oh, hey, we can do this. Well, yes and no. We actually felt like we were just like, that's what we knew at that point. Um, we got pregnant. So we were six, seven months pregnant um, at the time. And it was it got to the point where we felt that um, our values different, that definitely didn't align with the company we're working at at that point. And it was, okay, we're pregnant. We're bringing another human being to this world. Like, who, who are we? I feel like every parent goes through that when they're going to, you know, welcome a, a baby it's like who am i right now am i doing the best i can you know like i'm about to like bring another person here and we felt it was about time for a change and all we knew was digital marketing so we decided hey you know let's let's focus on on this let's grow something from scratch i think god definitely put something like we were blinded at the moment because it, we were seven months pregnant no insurance uh no savings and we just like quit our jobs and I, I move into. Now, are you guys? Where are you guys living at this point? Are you in Nicaragua? or Are you guys in? Yeah, the we States? were both okay. in Nicaragua. Yeah, we were okay. both in Nicaragua. So that was pretty interesting. But in our in our journey, you know, we we had faced difficulties before, um, and, and tough moments that I think like allowed us to not feel scared about making that huge change. And I didn't know that we were gonna build. You know, like in five years, we got to the Inc. Five Thousand and all this crazy stuff. Um, with a company, 200 team members now. I, I didn't know that that was where we we're going to go. We just like 
decided that this was not the place that we needed to be at, or that was not the place that we needed to be at, and that we wanted to do something different. Now, did you have the franchise model? Was the business model something you guys sort of no. iterated on as you went, or you knew right out of the gate how you were going to no. do it? So we started as a white label agency, and as we were working, it was it we were not doing bad at all. Like we were actually like doing pretty good. We were working with over a hundred agencies at the, at the moment. We so were you go to, you go to a marketing company, just so people that listen, you go to a marketing company yeah. and say, Hey, you don't have these resources. We'll be your backstop. Basically exactly. we'll fill in where you don't have resources. Yes, correct. We were doing the fulfillment for other agencies that were growing. Um, and, and we were doing really well. We saw a need with our service. So we saw that, 20% of the people that were working with us, they were like really kicking butt. They were getting clients. They were focusing on the things that they needed to focus on. They were letting us focus on the things that we were needing to focus on. And, and so those were like, okay, like these are the people that really are going to take this business to the next level. How can we continue to create more of duplicate more of those relationships? And I think as business owners, um, that's where you have to go towards. If you want to grow your business, you have to focus on those products, those services that are really creating that profitability for your business. And then once you can, once you can understand like what, who that, who that person is, what are we doing? Then you multiply that. Right. And that's the best way to scale. You create the processes so you can multiply that. Um, and so we decided that, Hey, like we're going to do a franchise. Like we want to really connect with agencies in a deep level. And, and that's how the franchise sort of came up. I mean, because the, the franchise model around marketing isn't something that I'm familiar with. Is that that's is that a new that's a new idea? That is I relatively think new. Another there's another company that did a franchise in a different way. They don't do the fulfillment at all. They sort of like create um, like these are frameworks, you know, like implement them. Ours is very different in that way. I think like we're the only one in in our space that is doing the fulfillment, the business intelligence, like we're creating the whole structure, like all the systems, like all of our franchisees need to really focus on is their service in terms of like client com communication and sales. And so it allows this business owners to really be what they're amazing at. Which so they deal with strategy. Do they do strategy and all that kind of stuff? Or does that go to you guys? They do strategy too. Like we work together on that. So like our team is able to support them on doing the audits, but they, they are also part of that strategy for, for the clients. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And um, so did you, you know, you know, it sounds like you got, so probably similar to me. I definitely feel like an entrepreneur by accident. Like I, <laughs> I wasn't, didn't, I wasn't trying to do that. It just yeah. was what happened. Sounds yeah. like you guys have a similar situation where you guys got put in a spot where you're like, Hey, we gotta, we gotta I, do this. You know, like between my husband and I, he's definitely the entrepreneur. Like I'm definitely the one by accident. Like I'm just like, I was like tagging along for the, for the, most of the time, but he, he wanted to come to Nicaragua to start, you know, an English a course. And like, that's, that's the business that, our first business that failed completely, like awfully. It was like an English, it was like an English. Yeah. It was class. Helping, helping Latin America people learn its English online. So that was before COVID before it was okay. like a time that open English was probably like getting out there. So like, you know, that was like sort of the idea, but he doesn't speak Spanish. So like selling that was the worst thing. Oh, he do, I'm sorry. He doesn't speak Spanish. No, he doesn't speak Spanish. Okay. So 10 years. But that wasn't slowing him down. 
<laughs> yeah, well, that's that's the first thing. That's how you know that it's not going to work. You cannot actually fulfill it. <laughs> like, that's the first mistake, like, as a business owner. Dude, it happens to us all. If you cannot do this on your own and, like, talk to somebody and, like, sell the product and fulfill it by yourself in the beginning, this is uh, probably not going to work. <laughs> well, you have to have a little bit of naivete, I think, to be a to be an entrepreneur for sure. I mean, you can't let details get in the, get in the way of a good dream. And I, I am the details person. I am like, okay, how are you going to accomplish this? But when he came, we were just getting married, you know, like engaged at that point, we we're getting married. So like, we didn't have that communication. That's one of the things that we learned in that process of like, okay, we need, like, I have ideas and thoughts that are very valid and you have ideas and thoughts that are very valid and we need to be in communication in synergy for this to work because, you know. Well, let's sort of talk about being married um, to your to your business partner. So is it just, do you guys have another business partner too? Is it just primarily you two? No, it's just us two, yeah. And so if you, how do you balance the, like what are the tips um, of like working with your spouse? Oh man, that's that's gonna be a whole podcast now. <laughs> oh well, hey, here we go. Let's, let's do it. Yeah, I feel like um, it's a process. I don't I don't know if we have like mastered it, but we have learned a lot throughout this journey of, and it's different for every couple, right? All marriages are different. For us, what has worked is having clear uh, responsibilities. So I am very much like when we when we think about something, we don't think the same way at all. He's like big picture. I'm like, what is the details of this um, that can annoy him? That can annoy me. And so if we want to have a happy marriage, you know, business doesn't stop in the office. It continues like you're thinking about business. Yeah, you're coming home. Sure. Yeah, there's not a clear. Uh... There's never like as a, as a business owners, there's not an ending to to the business side. And so. Um, being able to have clear responsibilities where you trust that person that they're doing their best and and you're just supporting them. I think it's the best way. And and communication too. Like I, when I feel like, hey, I don't want to talk about business right now. Like I really want to relax because you take that home, right? Yeah. Um, clear, creating those rules, I think of like, hey, at home, for example, four o'clock, it's all about the kids. We don't touch our phones. Like we try at least not to touch our phones. Um, that's really hard. Right. Um, just be present. That's something that we really like to do. But at work, you know, we work on all this stuff and, and just being respectful too, because at the end of the day, you are uh, a marriage. And so the, the, in the moment in the business, you might get frustrated at something. Well, that can escalate real quick in a business setting. But at the end of the day, you have to go back. And isn't there something like in the Bible that you shouldn't go to bed angry? Right. So, like, you know, like you, you have to like, Right. remember that at the end of the day right right not let stuff no i think that's super i think and i think that's you know any business partnership is like you know you gotta keeping i mean it can be difficult when stuff is um when you're dealing with different personalities yeah when you're dealing with high intense situations yeah. where there's pressure and decisions that have to be made it can be difficult to be respectful but i think that's you know it's super super important especially if you're married right Think, think about in, in partnerships, you know, I feel like you, this is something that our, our mindset coach at Hyde tells us all the time, you know, like you make a commitment and then you show up in a partnership, right? So like in the beginning of the relationship, everything is perfect. We're going to do an amazing business. We're going to impact so many people. And then through the adversities and like success too, can show really weird uh, tones of colors for some people, right? So like it's not only the bad stuff, it's even the good stuff. How do you handle that? 
um, that's when your real self shows up, right? Like all of those, like even traumas from your childhood, like come to realization. Like if you have a problem with um, scarcity, you know, like when the business is not doing good, then like you're probably going to like feel it a lot stronger because like that defense mechanism comes back. Um, so a lot of those things that you just have to like realize that, okay, we're imperfect humans and we're doing business. Like it's going to be a chaos probably. So it just, you know, in the, in the, in the most there's organized chaos all the time. Right. So just understanding that and, and being open to, to working things out. Now, do you have, you said you had a mindset coach. Is that, is that a coach you have for everybody on the team or is that just your guys' specific coach? Yeah, no. So when we, um, we were, I think at 30, team members at the time when we decided, hey, the one thing we didn't decide, like we realized the one thing that's going to stop us from growing how we want to grow is creating leaders. That was something that we saw. And, and even at the event in Costa Rica, that's one of the things that we're going to really push on this year. Um, we saw it at 30 teammates, you know, developing people that were able to make decisions the way that you would make decisions, that you can trust them to guide the people. Because there's a point in your business where your mission and vision needs to be trickled down by your managers and your directors and the people. And like that, that culture is guided by how everybody feels and you cannot touch everybody. And so we, we, we saw that real quick as we were growing because in five years we've grown from zero to 200 team members. That's really, that's a lot um, for, for many people, for us, that was a lot. So we decided to, to bring Jose in and it has been amazing. Um, We, we've created a program for, for our teammates to go through. So any person that is coming to hide, any teammate um, that comes to hide, the first thing that they do in the first month, um, they go through a unbreakable a training. That's how we call it. And it's it's a four hours of sessions that include like breath work, a finding your commitment, a techniques. And it's at the end of that training, you go into the ice. So like you actually, like all of our team members- Oh, you have everybody do an ice bath? Everybody goes through an ice bath if you're at height. So you have to last two minutes and yeah, it, that's it, cool. Yeah, it's that's it's cool. really cool stuff because you get to know people in a way deeper level. And I so mean, like, have you had anybody freak out like, hey, I'm not getting in there? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. We like, have one of our our toughest guys at height, like last didn't last the two minutes. <laughs> it's kind of like hey, it's like seal training. So um, at what point do you bring the ice bath up? I love this. At what point do you bring the ice bath up? Um, Like when is it like, hey, you're going through the interview process and you're like, hey, I I need to. We we're very specific. Like our our interview process takes a long time. Like we fire if you cheat on your spouse. We fire with if you are a gossiper. Like we're very specific about the type of people that we want to work with. Right. Because that's the culture that we want to have. So part of that is, is giving them like, Okay, like in the first, you know, the first month, you're going to go through the eyes. And blah, blah. Obviously, if you have like a medical situation, we right. make you do right. it. You guys are you guys are going to force somebody to do the to do the but, ice it, bath, yeah. but it, even from from how we how we interview, you know, like one of the steps that we have is like you have to create a video of awesomeness and you we give you like only like two specific rules like or, or guidance. Like you have to like give me three reasons why you're awesome and you have to give us three reasons why you think Hyde is awesome. And that's the, that's one of the steps in the application process. Um, and that allows people like, we just give them that, like return, like provide that back to us when you can, you know, like we'll, we'll see how it goes. And depending on the type of, of a role that they're applying to, we'll see like, 
was it super creative? If I'm hiring somebody for like a website creative, you know, like type of role, it better be super creative. Um, how organized was it? Like, it tells you so much about the person. So we try to incorporate um, that aspect in from the from the interview process too. Now, one of the things, so one of the guys that I, one of my, you don't hear a lot about this guy, but Roger Penske, who owns the Indy 500 here in Indianapolis, also a race car, was a race car driver and then business businessman, okay. billionaire. He doesn't get talked about a lot. He's super fascinating. But he's got this uh, thing that he says, is most employees know how to go upstairs. Very few know how to go downstairs. So very few people know how to go actually down and solve problems. They're just so used to going to other people. And I think you really um, kind of highlighted that with kind of how you guys are thinking about or how you think about building leaders. Because ultimately you need, I think in a business, you need people to make decisions. You can't get somebody involved at every turn. I mean, an, a man, you know, most companies have large, man, you know, mid-management, people can't make decisions. Yeah. Um, so you got to be able to go downstairs. And the other thing he says is, um, you know, and I think this is probably in line with what you guys do. I know it's a, what we do is talks about the importance of transparency. Most companies hide when stuff is not going good and nobody yeah. can fix it. If you don't talk openly about what's going on, nobody in your business can help you. It's one of the, the toughest parts, I think, like trying to create this company, because at the end of the day, as visionaries, like, we want to think about like the end goal and like, okay, like we're going through some crappy times, but that's okay. Like, let's focus on that. And at the end of the day, if you don't share, like we share, for example, at high, the way that our, our bonus even structure, like everybody gets a bonus when the company wins, nobody gets a bonus, the company doesn't win. So like, we're all like working together on that same goal and giving them, giving people that clarity of like, where, where do you want them to focus on? I think it's the biggest thing you can do for, for the company if you want them to grow, right? Because otherwise, like, oh, like we're thinking about like, if I get the bonus just for myself, or that's how we saw the difference from before doing inter individual bonuses or group bonuses to like a company-wide bonus structure. I mean, here, even the cleaning lady, you know, will get a bonus, like, like if the company gets, right? And so, um, that allows you to have a lot of more unity as well and, and just a clarity of where you want to go. What's the biggest thing that surprised you about doing this? Uh, I think the biggest thing that surprises me is my own self-development journey and how much I need to continue to mentally push myself to be in the best state possible for things to work out. And you can see it very clearly if you're in a sales role, but you can definitely see it if you're owning a business. Like your mood translates into oh, your teammates, into how people feel and like the culture and vibe and, and being on top of it all the time is really hard. Like it's just, it's almost like just, it's kind of crazy. And so like putting yourself in those situations where you're feeling comfortable and you're getting out of your comfort zone and trying new things and still keeping a, that sort of mindset of like, I can do this and like, this is worth something. I think it's it's one of the biggest things that I, I've, I've realized. And then also how important having a purpose or what we call a commitment is for us. Like if we were not to have a clear commitment at the first, you know, like thing, like we would have probably given up and, you know, or we would just focus on that thing. But if you have a, a clear commitment and you're, in your life and for your business, then that allows you to push through. Now, I know you guys have the commitment um, summit, which I'm going to talk about here in a second. 
But yeah. is there a reason why you pick the word commitment instead of purpose or some other word that could be, why do you use that word? That is that, that is just like what we, I think for me, purpose means that I, I know what I was assigned for. And I think commitment is more when you say I'm committed to, I made a decision, conscious decision that this is the thing that I'm going to push through. And this is my, it's my decision. It's just like happiness. You have to decide to be happy, to be happy, right? Like it's, it's not something that just happens to you. And so I, I like commitment. We just like to the commitment better. The um, I'll share a personal story. So I've got a, I've got a, a two daughters that are adopted. Um, and one of the daughters, um, when she's probably four, she'd get in bed and um, she'd ask for water. And it's annoying because we had 14 stairs. So yeah. I would walk up these 14 stairs and give her the water and I'd put the water on her bed and I'd say, Hey, I just want you to know, like, Hey, that I love you. That love's a choice. And then I hate those stairs, but I love you. So I walked up these, you know, I walked up these 14 stairs. So I did this for 12 years. Oh, wow. Until um, she's probably a sophomore. And then I moved to texting, which I've not been a good texture. Like I would just text the water. I'd be like, I got you. You know, like I just sent a picture of the water up there, but, but I did it for 12. So I did it for probably about 12, 12 years every night. And, um, so she turns 18 and says, Hey, I want to get a tattoo and I want to have your handwriting. I want you to write it and I want you to put it. Wow. And I said, I said, Hey, I'm super flattered, but I will say this. First off relationships are really fragile. And you don't know, like you could hate me someday. So that's the first <laughs> thing I said to her. I'm like, hey, you could hate me because they're just fragile. I mean, relationships can come and go and little things can change them. And um, I said, the other thing is like, um, you know, I wrote out this tattoo like 15 times on this piece of paper. And uh, I think I got the one that I'm, I'm good with. But you have no idea how incredibly difficult it is to think about somebody like all your imp I'm not a good handwriter. So all your imperfections are about all my imperfections are about to be placed on you. Like, cause I can't write, uh, yeah. I can't write good. I'm not a good writer. I'm not, I can't write. I'm not a good writer. But yeah. Handwriting. Pen yeah. <laughs> and um, so she said the point of the story that she, she then said to me, well, Hey, if, if you end up not, you know, if we end up not having a good relationship, I'm gonna have to choose to love you. And I said, Hey, that's super sweet. But, the real thing is this was a gateway tattoo. I was not fooled by the fact that I was getting played, that this is just one of the many tattoos that are getting ready to come that are getting like, ready to come. Well, now, away. now I can do any. Now you can do Now you can do them all. But I think whether it's love or hate or, you know, you got to choose there. You choose how you respond. You get exactly. a choice to, you, I mean, whether it's to love or to hate or to leave or to stay or whatever you're doing, it's a decision that it's a decision that you make. And, um, and it's the same thing in business, like that that exact thing that you're saying, like you can come up with like a very crappy situation that you've run into. You have a choice of how you're going to respond to that situation. Are you going to freak out or are you going to like think about what can I do to make this better or to overcome this so I can focus on the things that if I cannot change this, then I right. need to focus on the next things that I can actually change. Well, my and my favorite quote of all the of, of uh, comes from uh, St. St. John says uh, things work out best from the people that make the best of the way things work out. Now it's Saint, it's John Wooden, not, not the book of John. If you're flipping through your Bible yeah. Sunday school stuff there. Um, but yeah. yeah, John Wooden says things work out best for people who make the best of the way things work out. And I think wow. that applies everywhere, right? I mean, everybody gets leveled uh, with, with situations, whether it's, you know, daily at work or they're massive and you don't have, I mean, you can, 
you can you only get to control how you respond. Hundred percent. Yeah, kind of crazy. Um, that's, uh, um, that's crazy stuff in 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 business, right? I just yeah. <laughs> so a, lot, a lot of cra- a lot of crazy stuff. So so let's talk about the commitment. Um, you call it the summit? Did I get it right? Yeah, the commitment the summit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the commitment summit? Looks like so, you got some big. It's a bit. Yeah. It's big. Oh my god. I mean, I invited you last year and you said no. So this year, I'm just going to publicly co- say in this podcast that Brad needs to come to the conference. Okay. I think I, I think I can make it happen this year. Perfect. I got pre- you. You've no, you put me on notice, so I know it's coming. I put you give you me notice. ample amount of time. I have no restrictions. I put as you on the spot as- right now. <laughs> okay, you got me. I'm in. I'll, I, oh man, I'm like really in now because I just told you. Uh, yeah, no, All right. no worries. I'll get you there. But yeah, we're <laughs> excited. And and following the along the lines of like the commitment that we just spoke, you know, like you have to make a commitment if you want to grow something out of nothing, especially if like you're really growing something out of nothing and, and see it last, right? So for us, the commitment summit was just it, it is digital marketing agencies, you know, it is focused on agency owners and marketing. Right. Um, so that's what we're expecting to get. But more than that, we want this to be the event that helps leaders just continue to be fueled, you know, in their mission. And so we're getting so many people. I, last year, I thought we we're like, okay, there's no way we can top this. You know, like the speakers are amazing. We were blessed again. You know, it's just like, like the num- have you seen the speakers? Oh, yeah. No, I was actually shocked. I was going to, I'll, I'll talk to you about it. I was shocked that there's, that's a, it's a lineup. It is crazy. I mean, whether you're and and there's some stuff that we haven't like shown yet, but whether you're wanting to like just focus on who you are as a business owner, like from mindset all the way to like just amazing stories like Sarah Blakely from Spanx, you know, she just sold her company like that, that story alone. She's got a really so she's one of my favorites. She has a really funny story in her book where, you know, she gets she, you know, she's copier salesman. She decides she's going to make this product. She finds this one guy in North Carolina that's gonna that's gonna help her, and you know the story. No, no, no. No, that's freaking hilarious. So he he calls her. She gets a buddy of hers to do the patent. Yeah. So she writes it up. The buddy basically is like, you know, she does all the work, but he helps her. And um, the 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 guy calls her up and says the manufacturer, and um, he he'd been saying that there was lacquer. In the, in the, in the, we'll call it pantyhose in the, in the pantyhose. Uh-huh. And um, so she had written lacquer all over the patent document that was, had to be turned in in the morning and it oh. was like her L Y C R E. And so they had to redo the whole document. Oh <laughs> I wish I could remember the detail of like oh what, what the conversation be- had. Like she thought he was saying lacquer. Oh. Cause she has to call him and be like, Hey, what's in this? And he's like, well, you know, it's like 95% lacquer. And so she's right lacquer down. So the attorney calls her and says, these things are going to catch on fire. They're like 95% lacquer. <laughs> so she's like, well, let me call him. And he's like, and, and they figured out that it was lacquer. So they had to rewrite the whole, rewrite oh, the whole document. That's one of the books yeah. I, I, I need to read because I'm going to actually be interviewing her. So like that, that alone, you know, like I'm, I'm, we're definitely. Well, read her book. It's in the book. Um, yeah. And, um, so yeah, you'll have to. So it'll be super fun. So yeah, like we have like I mean, Ren Fish. Again, if you're if you're if you're in the digital marketing space, like you're gonna be really impressed with the people that were that are coming from SEO, like Molly Pittman. You know, like Rachel Miller is coming. Um, Ken Moskowitz from At Zombies. 
Uh, we're going to have, I, I don't think we have, have we announced the speaker? I don't think we're going to have announced the speaker. Uh, so we're really excited. I'm, about one of the speakers <laughs> you can't talk about. Got it. Yeah. Well, we're really excited. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you because by the time this comes, we probably announced it already, but we're really excited for Jimmy Darts. I don't know if you have followed this guy on Instagram. You should go and follow him. Um, Jimmy Darts has a very cool story. So like he turned and created this whole Instagram account on the concept of kindness. And I thought that this was just like one of the most amazing things for us to like bring to, to like the commitment summit, because this guy literally just on, on a feeling on something, you know, has created, I think he has like over, I don't know how many million followers it's right like now. A million, over a million followers. And, yeah. Um, and this guy gets like he's connected with so many people. Like if you if you see like the 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 reels that he has like done in collaboration with other people it has been amazing. And I think as business owners, like this is kindness, you know, something as a feeling. How can you transform that into something that is actually generating, you know, so much a like an audience that is like continuing to follow him. So he actually gives five hundred dollars to the person that is kind to him that day. And so he will ask things like. Hey, can you give me a dollar? And like the person will say, like, yeah, this is my last dollar. Here you go. Right. He'll like, I, I don't need your dollar. Here's five hundred dollars. And he does all this in all of his videos. So, so like, are the videos? Because I'm just pulling this up. Is he recording yeah. all the people that are on these clips, or these are yes. just like clips? He okay. No, he's recording. He's recording all the people that told him no to. Oh. <laughs> which is kind of like funny. Um, and 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 not that in like, oh, I don't want to give it to you, but no, I don't have any or not. So like you know, just like. It, and the cool thing about it is like he he shows the people that are giving the most are the people that have the least. least. And to me, that is just like, I want this event. And I told JC, like, we got to get this guy in there because I want this event to like, yes, we're going to talk about how to make more more money, you know, how to get our companies profitable. How can we scale? How we can do all the systems and like talk to people that have grown million dollar companies you know and exited other million dollar companies but at the end of the day what really matters in life is how you leave this earth at the end of the day like do you make an impact or not and and if we can do that through our businesses i think that's the most powerful thing we can do and, and we're just vehicles you know our businesses are vehicles for the impact that we want to create and so i'm excited i, I think it's going to be a blast like last time we had um, Cameron Harrington smoking cigars with people at the beach party. He's coming again. <laughs> it's like one of those events because you're in Costa Rica. So you cannot right. just like take a plane and go. Right. You literally have to be there. And so people just make it, you know, an event. And it's kind of like a crazy, like awesome mastermind, except it's 250 people there. <laughs> that's that's awesome. All right. Well, I look forward. I look forward to it. And uh, anything specific that uh, you wanted to, that I didn't ask you? Yeah. Oh, anything specific? No, yeah. I, I. Um, thank you so much for inviting me. I, I love sharing our story. And if anybody wants to connect, um, just go connect with me, um, the Karen Hyde on Instagram or Facebook. And yeah, I'll be happy to share anything that has helped us grow, if that will help you as a business owner grow as well. All right. Awesome. Well, I'd like to ask everybody before I'm done, because I, I, I take my tips from Oprah, which could be bad because I stopped preparing for the, I was reminded by my marketing team this morning. I said, well, you know, we're talking about the podcast. And I yeah. said, well, I, I read that Oprah doesn't do any prep work because she wants to be present. They both put, they both looked at me and they're like, well, that's because it's Oprah, Brad. You, <laughs> fair enough. But Oprah does say, uh, my, yeah. one of my tips from Oprah is always, she always asks, hey, how'd I do? So how'd yeah. I do? How'd you, how'd you feel like it went? 
I, I love this. Yeah, I think it was a great conversation. And, and I hope that people that are listening, you know, are going to take a lot of value out of this. But yeah, I, I think this is great. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Thank All you. right. Well, cool. Well, thanks so much for coming, coming on. It was awesome. Yeah. Awesome to catch up with you.